On today's episode, we dive into the Cubs taking two out of three from the Reds, go over the latest news and notes regarding the Northsiders, and then get into some fan feedback on a Monday episode right now. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Lockdown Cubs alongside Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. Pleased to be with you for a Monday show. A That's how I was dancing tap. last night. I was dancing. I was at a bar dancing like this. Really? Yeah, it's horrible. Go ahead. Yeah, you might need to work on some of those moves, bro. Yeah, no, I feel like very stiff. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, maybe some yoga's in your future. Anyways, <laughs> the Cubs win the series, Sam, at the Great American Small Park. In Cincinnati, I learned that one over the weekend. Didn't actually know about that one. For whatever reason, MLB gave the Cubs and Reds that day off on Friday. So after the Field of Dreams victory for the Cubs, they won decisively Saturday, lost close on Sunday, and a lot of things to zoom in on from the weekend. Mantle, Maze, Mutual, Bonds, Ian Happ at the Great American Ballpark. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, man, is he at the ball well there. I just want to say real quick, Matt, that every Monday morning I go for a light jog outside, and I like to start Is that, is by, that your only exercise of the week? No, no, but uh, I, I jog three, four times a week, oh, but I like to start my week off with one, and sometimes I just play a cold opens from our show to get me fired up, and most of the time you're doing them. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't really have much to take away from this weekend. I thought overall it was a positive weekend. I mean, the, the, the only real negative you take away is Keegan Thompson today. It just seems like he's very prone to those blow-up starts when, when he does. I, I didn't think he threw the ball well against the Nationals, and he just had, a, had good results. I think I even said that on the show. And it carried over to today. Tons of foul balls. Couldn't put guys away. Short outing. But, I mean, really nice uh, weekend for Horner. Fran Mill Reyes with a home run. Madrigal has just been – um, exactly the guy we thought we were getting since he's been, been back fire. from his since he's been back from his injury. I, I think Ross has actually done a nice job here outside of hitting Ortega leadoff to <laughs> hitting Ortega Ortega leadoff today and pinch hitting after one at bat. Yeah. I mean, what's the point of that? Like, why would you do just put him down in the order? It's so senseless. But otherwise, um, I think he's just like, have you ever heard of a leadoff hitter getting pinch hit in the fourth inning? No, I don't. I don't get the what a plate appearance and you're gone. It might have been an overwhelming. I think it was. Over, I, think it was I know it's a long. It was today was a really long game. I think still. it was two. They pinch hit for him after two, but it's just crazy. Anyway, but he's doing a good job getting everybody abs. I think like I'm okay with Morell uh, having less abs because like he's just played a lot of baseball uh, that, that probably was more you know more than he expected. So you don't want to see him going to the tank. He had a nice home run today and, and drew a walk. I think good things, Matt. You know, we'll talk about Davis a little bit later. Um, but I, overall, I mean. You know, it's it's just the classic thing that we've been wrestling with on this show that we talk about every, almost every show. Um, it's been a disappointing season in the in the micro context, but in the macro context, there's a lot of good things happening with this team. The the Rickett stuff we talked about last episode was really telling. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm concerned Suzuki had another rough weekend. 
But, um, I mean, Horner, I'm just really excited about. Steele, uh, I'm probably, like, irrationally excited about Fran Mill Reyes because it's like I don't have anything else to be excited about, but that was still fun. Um, happy that Ian Happ got in the double digits with a homer is a really weird homer. Um, yeah, or I, I, I would say, like, uh, this stretch, they've won, what, six out of nine, right? Two out of three Marlins, two out of three Nats, two out of three Reds, and they should take two out of three against the Nats this week. You know, the, the Greedy side of you says you probably should have swept at least one of those series, but they're, they're taking sure. care of teams that they're better than. It's obvious off the eye test that they're better than these teams. And one thing we didn't mention in our best and worst of the week, and he, he didn't pitch in uh, in Cincinnati, but he threw the Field of Dreams games. I mean, Rowan Wick is a really positive development. I, I think with, with the current club, there's more positive than negative right now. So that's my happy. I, I, I had a good weekend. Maybe that's why I'm being optimistic. Good, good. One quick note, a uh, media note, Sam. It was Pat Hughes and Rick Sutcliffe these two days. Yeah. Uh, which was a really enjoyable combination. Yeah. And Sutcliffe is just nonstop. Yeah. Not yeah. nonstop, but but when he gives uh analysis, yeah. it's high level. It's very enjoyable. I really get attracted yeah, he's, to what I'm hearing. So I actually had somebody that I respect tell me they didn't like Sutcliffe today and said it was just, you know, too much. And it's like I'd rather have too much than too little. Get, give me somebody that that it's a cares. lot of baseball talk. Yeah, give give me somebody or a that baseball cares, game. That somebody give me somebody that cares too much about the team rather than when when Boog and JD do the game and, and and through the second inning I feel like I'm watching a national broadcast between the Mariners and Royals. Well, and my segue was going to be Sut was talking about Keegan Thompson as Thompson yeah. was leaving the field today. Sutcliffe was making the point, oh, he's just got to throw more strikes next time. And actually, he threw 61% strikes. You know, you want your pitchers to be at about 65 or above. So he wasn't that far off. That wasn't the problem. Yeah, it wasn't. I just think that when there was traffic, he got squared up at the bad times. And for for a second straight outing, he just throws so many pitches early. The problem is he couldn't put guys away. That was a problem. How how many foul balls did he give up in in the game? When... It's funny. The thing that I told you I didn't like about Steele is Bit Thompson here recently. And Steele deals with it too. Uh, he struck out a ton of guys lately, but he has a lot of long ABs. You got to be able to, when you get to two strikes, you got to be able to get outs. You got to get early outs. Then you got to, that's where strikeouts are valuable. You got to just have stuff. He, his stuff was just flat today. His location was off, but I think his location was off because he knew his stuff was flat. You know, when, 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 you, when you break down his, his bad outing, a Yankee Stadium that was tentative. He 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 didn't want to come in the zone because he just got crushed right. in Baltimore the the start before, and then Swarmer had the six home run game the day before. He was tentative. This bad outing was uh, my stuff's flat. I, I it's not good, yeah. and and now I don't trust it. And guys like Aristides Aquino and these mediocre hitters for the Reds, if that, are following balls off and putting together long. I mean, he went he went o two to four two to Albert Almora. I mean, that's when you know you don't have good stuff. So, you know, hopefully he'll have a better outing and, and bounce back from it. You know, he's not a one. He's not a two. He's not a three. He's a back-end guy, and back-end guys are going to have outings like this. I also think Ross wanted to use Espinosa and some other guys. I think in, in a different day, maybe he figures it out and gives you five. Um, it, was a, it was an early trigger for him. But, yeah, he struggled today. It is what it is. It's not the end of the world. Um, you know who didn't struggle was Deco Horner. He's really fun to watch, isn't he? He is, and he's he has good makeup as well. If, he, if people are into that sort of thing, if I had to draw up a baseball player, 
that I enjoy watching. Ooh. It's it, it's the type of Nico Horner because I don't care what his stats say and his stats are good. He's so he he just does something to help you win every day. Yes, defensively base he's the best base runner on the team by a country mile. It's not even close. Not saying the fastest. I'm saying the best. Although he's the probably best, the fastest right, too. Right. Maybe Morel's probably a little faster. Mm-hmm. He hits when it matters. He moves guys along. He plays good defense. He's got great body language. The only thing that you're waiting for with him that, that that would take him to a national level would be to draw a couple more walks and to hit a couple more home runs. And those two, yeah. have, as I've talked about, those two are relatable. Right. So, like, you're going to draw more walks when you start hitting more homers because guys are going to be more careful, do you? Um and it's not like, he, you know, what does he have? I think he has like eight or nine. He's going to hit 10 this year. I mean, that's not a bad number. He gets himself to nice 17. He gets himself out to about 17, 18. He, gets that, he gets that on base in the, in the 370, 380 range. Wow. And we're talking about a guy. I think he's a better player right now than Tim Anderson. Really? I said, no. I said, you I think said, he's eclipsed him? If I if I'm having a draft between those two guys, Tim Anderson's a better hitter. He's more established, but defense. Tim Anderson's not a good defensive player, right? And that's got to be the equation for shortstops. You can't right. after right. the game go, "Oh, he went one for four. Well, what do you do defensively? Yeah, I mean Anderson definitely has that that power element more, and he's a much more proven hitter than Horner. But when you when I mean you look, I'm just talking about right now. It's a so he's one of the best in the league. Yeah, I think he's one of the five, six best shortstops in the game. I mean, again, he doesn't have the pedigree. Like, it sounds dumb to say, oh, he's better than Correa or, or Bogarts or Turner. These Well, Turner's having a phenomenal year, so that would be a dumb statement. But, like, he doesn't have the pedigree. But right now, when you look at the year he's having, you look at his war, you look at his defensive run saves, and you look at all the numbers, he's one of the five or six best shortstops in the game of baseball. That's not, that's not an over-exaggeration. No, it stacks up. No, you're right. Yeah. It's exciting uh, to see. We're going to zoom in on some of the newer Cubs, McKinstry and Reyes, dig into their numbers a little bit. We're going to do that coming up next. First, we want to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Matt. Yes. Just, just pulled it up for the sake of it. Nico Horner has a 3.7 war. It's the 36th highest war in baseball. Looking at looking at the shortstops ahead of him right now, just do, doing a quick scan to back Can up my point. Well, 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 I'm doing it quickly. Yeah, go okay. ahead and guess. I'm going to um, guess do- there's only two players ahead of him. At, at shortstop? Yeah. Let me just make sure I don't miss anything here. So Lindor is ahead of him at 4.6. Okay. Um, Andres Jimenez is ahead of him. Um, Swanson is ahead of him. Bogarts. Trey Turner. Yeah, five. He's and this sixth. is war. Yeah, he's sixth among shortstops in war. So that and that's exactly what I, we were saying. So you know he's having a really nice year. He's he's a really good player, and you know, um, it's awesome. That's really impressive. On Sunday, this foursome went six for sixteen. Wisdom, McKinstry, Gomes, and Morell. Gomes hit a tank today. He did. He did. That was good to see. He's hitting really well in the second half. 
uh, when I checked for an earlier episode uh, last week, he was hitting over 400 in the second half. Um, Reyes and McKinstry are both six for 17 since Tuesday. Reyes debuted with the team on Tuesday and McKinstry finally broke out in that ball game. So that's good to see from both of those new guys in, in the blue and uh, blue and red. Um, you know, McKinstry, I, it seems like he's just planted at, at third base. You'd like to see him maybe move, move around a little bit. Did he play? He played second today, I think. Yeah. For the first time, I think. And then, you know, Fran mill has more Cubs connections than I realized. Um, he, he has a connection to the assistant hitting coach. He has a right. connection to Andy green, the bench coach. So this was actually a pretty good landing spot for him. And, and he, he seems I like him in his first four games, which is a super, I mean, it's like, it's a mini, a mini sample size, but I just if like there's any good language. signs from four games, this it's good stuff, right? Yeah. I think with McKinstry and, and Reyes, if you're, if you if you're looking at it, it's two different situations. I think McKinstry, like to me, it's McKinstry, McKinstry v Madrigal. I think only one of those guys. And we have going- some questions about that later in the show. By the oh, way, okay, fans. so I, I I won't go too far. I yeah. I just think I think only one of those guys is going to really contribute to the twenty twenty three team because they have very similar profiles. Although McKinstry strikes out a decent amount, um, I think Reyes is a guy that could be a guy on this team. Kind of like Wisdom is this year, where it's like, hmm. okay, Wisdom had that great year. And obviously, you know, Reyes isn't having the year Wisdom had last year. But, like, if Reyes could give us just, like, some – we just need more – we need more home runs, you know? 100%. Like that home run he hit yesterday was just – it was just a two-run shot that flipped the momentum of a game and, you know, flipped his bat to right field. It was easy. It was great. You know? And, and he's, again, he's a unique hitter because he, he's a home run hitter that hits the ball on the ground a lot. I, there, there's something there with him. And, you know, obviously Suzuki's going to get right um, for m- most of the part. We have a hole in center field. You know, right. does Suzuki start playing center? Is it Morrell? Whatever happens and left. But the, the, the DH spot's open. I mean, I don't think Reyes is an everyday guy for this team, but I think he's he's a guy that, is intriguing at Wrigley Field. You know, you need ballparks matter too. I mean, you know, definitely. Yeah, he 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 is an intriguing guy. We need more pop on this team. I I like Horner in clutch spots. I'm st- you know if Madrigal's right, I like him in in, in big spots. I, I still think Suzuki's going to come around and be a good hitter in big spots. Like Sutcliffe was saying today. I hope so. Like Sutcliffe was saying today. Hey, I, I'm worried a lot. There's a lot I'm worried about on this team. Suzuki's not one of them. You know, you got you got to hope that he's all right and. There, 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 there's some offensive intriguing spots. I'm more, when I look at the 2023 team, I'm not at the point yet where I'm in love with Stroman, Thompson, Steele, et cetera. I still think we need to go out in free agency and get a stud to, to, to cap that rotation. Um, offensively, I feel like when they add one of these shortstops, things are going to break their way and they're going to have yeah. a lot of flexibility. But a lot of flexibility means a lot of responsibility for David Ross to use them correctly. So TBD on that. A couple news and notes here, Sam. Cubs top prospect, Brennan Davis. This is according to Tommy Birch of the Des Moines Register. Uh, Brennan Davis expected to get some game action this week in the Arizona Complex League. Davis has not played since May after undergoing back surgery. So that's good to see. There's still phenomenal news. Phenomenal news. ACL, there's still 40, 50 games left, too. Phenomenal news, considering I think we had all drawn up that he's going to be out for the year. 
I, I'm really surprised, pleasantly surprised. Get, get him some ABs, have him feeling good going in the offseason, get off to a really nice start next year in Iowa, and we'll see you in mid-May. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's a good a good plan. We'll see, we'll see you in, mid, we'll see you in mid, what, mid-May when we're three games up on St. Louis. <laughs> and then the uh, probables in the nation's capital, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sam, it's going to be in this order, Stroman against Gray, Steele against Corbin, and Smiley against Abbott. Patrick Corbin having one of the worst individual seasons um, we've seen in a while from a starter. Um, Stroman, Stroman owes the Nationals. He, 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 when you were at yeah. the ballgame, that was not an impressive performance. Please do not give up two more home runs to Kibir Ruiz, although <laughs> it would help my fantasy team. But I have a bye this week because I got the number one overall seed. Um, so, uh, don't care how that goes. Let's get strong. Let's, let's have Stroman dominate. Who's pitching the third ball game. That's going to be Drew Smiley against uh, some dude named Abbott. Uh, yeah, I think Cody Abbott. Is that it? Um, is it Cody Abbott might be a former cub actually. Oh, it might be. I can, I can look into it really quick. Yeah. Look into it. I'll filibuster for you because I would really, I would really like to sweep the Nats, um, in the nation's capital. It'd be nice um, to get the the brooms out, and then and then what would be and that's nice going to be ex Cub Corey Abbott. Oh, Corey Abbott. Corey Abbott. Sorry, my fault. Yeah. On that. Um, I was close. I said Cody. I said ex Cub. Two out of three. Sixty six. That's a flat D. Um, then after that, we have a stretch where we play a lot of Brewers, a lot of Cardinals, and I want to I want to spoil their seasons. Oh, it'd be great to play spoiler, wouldn't it? Yeah, I just don't know who I want to play spoiler for because I can't stand either of them. <laughs> I'm leaning towards the. If I had to, if I had to decide now, it probably leans toward lead towards the Brewers. You want to see the Brewers win, or you want to make sure they don't win? I want to. I, I think I want to make sure they don't win. They they've been yeah. stuck in my craw a little more. I and I and I I fully but, I think I fully agree with that. Plus, even the though Cardinals the Cardinals are, are historically the largest no, Cubs, the rival. Cardinals are the Cardinals are also a better watch. I don't like watching hmm. the Brewers. It's boring. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> okay, we have a lot of great notes and then some questions coming up next. First, how about bet online? Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including all things baseball head to betonline.net or download the app to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. You know, Matthew, before you read these questions, I, I do want to make one point I find interesting speaking of the Brewers and Cardinals. Neither of these teams are powerhouses, especially now that the Cardinals didn't get right. Soto. It's going to be it's it's not gonna take much to be right there with these teams. Oh, you they're better believe that, it, player. They're not that good. <laughs> they're not that good. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no. They're not they're not world beaters. No, there's no world. I mean, wait, no Sam, when you keep talking about and when I when I speak to fans of the community and at work, you know, especially since we started taking over the show. When we became when we when we when we became uh, um uh, G level celebs. Yeah. Uh, Z Z level. It it uh, uh yeah, Z level it's always player. it's always okay if we get a shortstop, if if they get a starting pitcher, and that's exactly what you've said the whole last week. And manage better. Right, and then obviously around the margins and, and internal right. developments and, and promotions and things like that, maybe a trade or two. Yeah, that we're not even know, see that we don't even maybe, see and, coming. And if you make the first or third out at, at third base, you're fined ten thousand dollars. <laughs> wow, that's that's harsh. Yeah, well, I'm tired of it. 
Okay. Oh, that would that would definitely discourage people from doing that. So, and, and, and if you and if you and if you lead off a guy who 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 at best is a triple A bat for, for 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 eighty games. Okay, you get the point. So we have some intel on who was the one thousandth subscriber last week on our YouTube channel. We have this intel because this person. Are you a little bit tired? Yeah, I'm sorry. I. Okay, I, I drink some water. Or I usually don't go out ever, um, but my uh-huh. buddy was in town. Ta- my buddy was in town this week. It's good that you left your home. And I and I went out, and I was just my body's not used to. It. I need to get some Z's. So this is good intel because this person sent a video of them clicking subscribe. It went really, one thousand. Yeah. Yeah, so this is going to be, Sam, this is going to be Danielle from Missouri, mm. was the 1,000 subscriber. She was referred to our channel by Isaiah, who's tuned in and commented before. He runs the Northside 9 on Twitter. Uh, Danielle says, Isaiah told me to make sure I subscribe for the 1,000, and, and, and that's exactly what happened. So thanks, Danielle from Mizzou. And thanks, Isaiah. That's right. That's right. Good assist there. And then there's a couple similar questions here about Madrigal, Sam. So I'm going to read both and then we can respond um, as such. Okay. Madrigal yeah. is since returning from the IL, by the way, he's nine for 23. That's a 391 clip with it, with an on base of he's walked at least three times. Yeah. He's walked four times. Yeah. Okay. This is from Jackson from, it doesn't say where he's from. Okay. Sam, as I'm watching the game right now, I keep thinking about how a week ago you were bashing Madrigal and saying that you'll have to compete for a spot next year. And I immediately disagreed with you. Are you starting to change your mind as he is starting to hit like he used to? Thanks, guys. Love the pod. That's from Jackson. Now, let me – do you want to address that or go to the next one? No, no, no. Read, 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 read. Okay, okay. And then this is going to be from Brandon in Peoria. He says, hey, guys, my dad and I are big fans. We have kept debating about how our lineup is going to look next year, especially with us possibly signing a shortstop in the offseason. We obviously move Nico to second, but then what do we do with Madrigal? Then what position do we think Morrell is going to play permanently? Thought these would be good questions for the podcast. Thanks, guys. That's Brandon in Peoria. Right, right. Um. So we'll go to Jackson first. Yeah, I think Jackson, you're probably right. This has been a like, but 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 this week, like, even though it's been a week, this is a week that not a lot of people saw coming. It's a big jump. Like you're talking about a guy that literally didn't. He, I think he drew two walks before he got injured. He's drawn four and since. Like his approach has totally changed. I do still think he's competing for a spot, though. I, I do. I, I and I and a I starting think- spot or a roster spot. Well, I, I don't like I said, I don't think there's room for him in McKinstry. So when they went out and okay. got McKinstry, that told me, hey, there's not a guarantee Madrigal is going to make this opening day roster next year because mm-hmm. they are going to, it's all connected because they are going to get a shortstop. Mm-hmm. So McKinstry is somebody that you could flex and play at third base. So let's say, let's just hypothetically say they go out and get Carlos Correa. Okay. Correa is going to be at short. Horner is going to be at second. In a pinch, you'd rather have McKinstry play third than Madrigal. Now, I think Madrigal is going to be on the team. Um, I think he's they, they they he's a better player than McKinstry. He's a better hitter. You know he he does more things. Okay. Um, but I don't think it's like 
a, a foregone conclusion. I think there's a there, there, and I think Magical knows it. I think he's picked up his game and he's responded to it. Um, and it's been really good to see. I didn't see a 391 on base of like 500 week coming from him. If right. it continues, and obviously you're not going to hit like that every week, but if he finishes the year strong and 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 hits the way he's supposed to, then yeah, he'll he'll be on the team next year. So overall, I, I would probably say you know initially disagreeing with me on that was probably the correct angle. Um, but I just, I mean, Nick Madrigal, man, I know it was 31 games before he got hurt. It was just really tough. I mean, it, it was like when I hit in like 12 inch softball and everyone played in on me and I couldn't hit it over their head. Um, as far as the shortstop thing. So I think it's really important to, to not don't worry guys about positions. If you have too many shortstops, shortstops can play anywhere. Okay. Like in a pinch, Nico Horner could play third base. Like it's, it's like, these guys, it, it, too many shortstops is a really good problem to have. You know, I don't know what they do. Um, my guess would be if they go out, it depends which shortstop. If they get a Bogarts, you know, that that would be a little bit interesting because Nico Horner is just having a, a better defensive season than him. But is he the type of guy that's going to be like, yo, I'm playing shortstop. That's what I do. Horner's not going to care. It sounds answer- like he may move to third base, though. Yeah, so if 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 they go get Bogarts, they, maybe they move him to third. Horner plays short, Magical plays second. Now, in in the in, in Brandon was the name of the second question. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what Brandon's asking is, okay, well, let's say let's say they go get Correa and he gets short and Horner gets second. What do they do with Magical? I, they're, they're, you know, Morel's natural position, he doesn't have one, which is kind of a good thing and a bad thing. You know, maybe they teach somebody to play third base or. You know, you use Magical where he's best, coming late off the bench when you need a base hit or you need contact or something yeah. like that, and you spell Magic, you spell Horner, you spell those guys. Having depth or too many middle infielders is usually a problem that's going to resolve itself. It's like having too many starting pitchers. Somebody's going to get hurt. I mean, you're also you're also talking about, you know, when you look at it in a short term view. Let's say you get Correa. Correa has a big injury history. Nico Horner has a big injury history. There's going to be plenty of time for Madrigal and those guys to play, they need rest. So to answer the question, I'd say, you know, I don't think Madrigal's playing third. He doesn't have the arm for that. No. Um, but they're going to figure out a place to play him. There's a DH. I would say if 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 they go get a shortstop and Madrigal, and that shortstop is playing short, short and Horner's playing second, but Madrigal's doing his thing, he's still going to play close He'll to play. You know, over over He'll 100 play. games. Yeah, he's still going to play. And and who's to say that Morel has to be in one spot for 150 games next right, year? Right, exactly. Morel can, can play can center and third. third. Yeah, get better at center. And, and I think that was why they like McKinstry is he's more of a third baseman than Magical. But if Magical continues to hit like this, it's going to outweigh that. So we'll see. You got to have a lot of you got to have a lot of depth. My That's issue exciting. is my issue is I think they're going to have a ton of depth. I hope Ross uses it correctly. Yeah, yeah, I know that's that's a, a concern of yours. Be sure to hit the subscribe button for Locked On Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button on all your favorite Locked On Cubs content. We're also on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can drop us a text just like Danielle, Brandon, and Jackson did, 312-834-4634. We're going to read more of those and possibly even hear one of those for the Tuesday and or Wednesday episodes as we have some more in our inbox to get to. Thanks for making Lockdown Cubs your first listen every day. Going to be a fun week here on the show. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Lockdown Cubs.